You're traveling through another dimension. A dimension comprised of knowledge, opinions, and entertainment. A journey on a virtual information highway into a wondrous land whose boundaries are more distant than the outer reaches of the Twitter sphere. Your next stop, the Trend Zone. Hello, Dave here with Casey. We are the Football Dudes. And Casey, are you there, sir? Yes, I am, brother. All right. Our next stop, the Trend Zone. But, Case, before we get into the NFL actions of today, fantasy go-backs, injuries, and previewing some of the big games, let's start the people off with a nug. What do you got? Dave, hold on. Before we get to the nug, I just want to put it out there. There's less than 150 days left in the season. This thing is slipping away. Oh, man. <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, man, we waited for so long, and then it just goes. Where did it go? Where's Billy the just go, began. <laughs> oh, man. Well, what you need to do, Dave, is you need to not go 0-2. Yeah. Since 2007, 91 teams have started 0-2, and only 10, that's just over 10%, have turned it around to make the playoffs. Come on, Dave. Who was, you know, one of those teams? Oh, so of course. The Chargers? My Chargers? That's right, baby. In <laughs> the Saints last season. They did it yeah. in the Dolphins in 2016. So um, not the end of the world, but you definitely want to w- win that game. It's not as good as being 2-0. Yes. Well, it's 2-0 doesn't give you a guaranteed spot in the playoffs either, Casey. In the last 91 times when that happened, 52 of those teams made it, which is 57%, but 39 missed it. So pretty significant number of teams able to start off 2-0 and then have it fizzle away, brah. Although last year, eight teams opened 2-0, and but only the Chiefs and Rams made the postseason. Potential mm. Super Bowl. Potential Super Bowl. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> All right, Case. A couple of top trending stories here for the people. There's a handful of injuries out there in the NFL. Want to get us started? Yeah. First off, dude, um, obviously it's been a tumultuous summer. For Mr. Antonio Brown, Ooh. lots of weird stuff going out there yeah. now. We're not going to touch this thing until some of the news um, gets straightened out here, but it's not a good look for him, and it's not a good look for the Patriots right now. And uh, Tom Brady's new roommate, um, <laughs> I don't know how long that living situation is going to work out. I'm sure Giselle's just thrilled to have him there, right? Yeah, bring him on over. <laughs> but a little serious matter, dude. Uh, total bummer here. Nick Foles, man, he went down week one, got the – the broken clavicle got smashed into the ground by that Chiefs defender. He's going to be out for a little while. So I think they said at least until week 11. Total bummer, dude. Wow. I had high expectations for these Jags with Foles at the helm. No no kidding. He uh, he was a huge part of that and obviously a well-paid guy. And just his leadership was really going to be key. But uh, Gardner Minshew did play exceptionally well. Yeah. And uh, they are hooking their uh, wagon to him right now and hoping that that rookie uh, can take him some places until Nick Foles gets back. Moving along, and same game. that's a fun game. name to say. No, say the name one more time. Gardner Minshew, the yeah, third? The sec- <laughs> oh, second or third? I don't know. He's, don't he's know. one of them. He's one of them. Um, you know, on the same game, a, a big name went down. That was Tyreek Hill, and he ended up um, with a shoulder injury there, a sternal clavicle joint injury, and it was pretty significant. They they held him over a uh, night in the hospital and everything, and they're uh, expecting him to miss a handful of weeks here, maybe six or eight weeks. He might even be a candidate for the, um, the injured reserve. All right. Our, Go ahead. Hi, Dave. Yes? It's week one is in the books. Yeah. And I'm not dead in the survival pool. Woo! Yeah. Who did you have, Casey? I had the Seahawks and definitely had to squirm the whole time. And I was already up in my head like, yep, 
there again, I'm out week one. But Seahawks <laughs> pulled it off. A questionable call on the Anthony Dalton uh, fumble looked like incomplete to me. But you know what? I'm going to take it because it keeps me alive. Who did you have, bro? Yeah, I had the Eagles, and they obviously started off a little sluggish uh, as well. I was kind of uh, nervous there for that first half, but they got it going. And when they started getting it going, they really got it going. So they, they took care of business there. But, yeah, a lot of fun. Uh, and moving forward, Casey, talk about some of the picks. Uh, well, let's look back again. Seattle over Cincinnati was the most popular uh, correct pick, most popular incorrect pick, of course. Everybody loving those Cleveland Browns, and they went down uh, to the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, and moving forward next week, uh, coming in at 18.5-point favorites, the Patriots over the Dolphins. Book it. It's a guarantee. <laughs> Lock. <laughs> All right, fantasy go-backs, Casey. This is where we uh, go back in time into our way-back machine. And what if, if we could have played a different dude in our fantasy lineup, what would have maybe happened? What do you got? Well, I couldn't have done any better. I still got in the cash with my game, although I lost by five points, and I blame it on the Drew Brees interception there in the second quarter down there in the red zone. I had Lutz as my kicker, too. Give me those two points back for the interception and then tack on three for Lutz. That would have pushed me over the top. Instead, I lost by five to the Mansour Holes. <laughs> well, I did came, come away with the uh, fantasy win, but I could have placed into the top three, into the podium money area, had I had the foresight to play Larry Fitzgerald instead of Mike Williams. Mike Williams came up limping in that one, and Fitzgerald went off late. Dave. Bad news for you next week. You're going down, brother. It's L.A. football dudes <laughs> against each other in the fantasy realm. Make sure you come back to the trend zone next week to find out how that goes down. <laughs> All right, Casey, let's go ahead and preview some of the big games coming up this week. We've got a handful of really choice games um, on the upcoming roster. We'll start this thing off with the Arizona Cardinals at the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens coming in off of their exceptional week one performance, favored by 13 and a half in this one. Yeah, Lamar Jackson, dude, putting an insane game together, yeah. five touchdowns. Um, a perfect pass rating joining uh, my guy Dak Prescott there with the 158.3. Pretty sneaky. Um, he was just lighting it up, man. This is a fun-looking offense. Marquise Brown, Hollywood, my former Sooner. Mm -hmm. He's showing that speed translates to the next level. It'll be fun to see if these guys can keep it going. Last year, the Ravens came out and scored 47 week one and then kind of fizzled out uh, down the stretch. Still made the playoffs, but um, – wasn't that high-scoring offense all season long. It'll be fun to see what happens on Sunday. Yeah, it, it will be. And now they, they play an NFL team. Well, speculatively, we don't know how bad the Dolphins are, uh, who the Ravens beat up on last week. But let's talk. Let's keep the theme of uh, fun, exciting young quarterbacks going. And it was Kyler Murray, Murray looking pretty awful for uh, three-plus quarters in Arizona before finding his rhythm, dude, and really lighting it up and making the uh, Arizona Cardinals uh, game against the, the Lions last week a real, real tough battle late there. Um, David Johnson got it going. Larry Fitzgerald got it going. And you just kind of think maybe it just took him a little time to just find a little rhythm. It'll be very interesting to see moving into the uh, next week how they can do against obviously what's traditionally a very good Ravens defense. All right, up next, we've got an AFC South battle of the Indianapolis Colts at the Tennessee Titans and the Titans are three-point favorites at home. 
Yeah, and this Titans team, dude, last week, wow, what a performance uh, at Cleveland, putting the hammer down to the the Browns and the, the, everybody's darling going uh, into this season with all the talent that the Browns have. This Titans team was just hanging around, hanging around. I was saying in the first half, man, this is a Titans-style game. It was a low-scoring yeah. game at that point in time. And they just played solid, strong, physical football. And they suddenly, towards the, towards the third quarter and then to the fourth quarter there, um, created a lot of Cleveland errors and capitalized big time on them. This Titans team is pretty strong, and this division is wide open. Yeah, they were running Mariota out of town a couple of weeks ago. Now this yeah. guy looks like, he, hey, wait a minute, let's let this guy develop a little bit. And you move it over to these Indianapolis Colts, dude. Obviously, no Andrew Luck came to L.A. to play our Chargers and had a very strong game. Actually, yeah. Adam Vinteri misses a couple kicks, so that's a different game down the stretch there. Totally. Got into overtime. Marlon Mack, dude, almost Woo. 200 yards. Was strong on the ground. Let's not forget, dude, this uh, offensive line only gave up 17 sacks last year. It's they legit. can run the damn ball. They play good defense. If, as long as Jacoby Brissett doesn't make mistakes, which he didn't on Sunday, they're yeah. going to be right in these, uh, right in all these games. So this is a huge game. They get a win here in Tennessee and they're right back in the thick of it. Big time, dude. All right, up next is the Minnesota Vikings at the Green Bay Packers, a divisional rival here. Packers at home getting the nod with a three point edge. Yeah, dude, and the Packers, um, really struggled on Thursday night. They're coming out uh, back-to-back division games for them. Only scored 10 points on Thursday, and they just looked a little off. Mm -hmm. New offense there for Aaron Rodgers. Didn't play at all in the preseason, and some of that rust showed offensively in that game against the Bears. But the big surprise in that game to me was how good that Green Bay defense is. You know Rodgers is going to pick it up on the offensive side of the ball. If that D is what we saw last week, man, this is going to be a solid team. This is going to be a great game, dude. I cannot wait to see it. Yeah, and speaking of great defense, you've got this Minnesota Vikings squad uh, playing some awesome defense as well. They really put the smash down on an Atlanta team that I thought has a lot of offensive weapons and went in there, and they held Atlanta scoreless for a large portion of that game before Atlanta just sort of finally started hacking away. But Vikings end up dominating that football game, really. And Dalvin Cook, yeah. you know, this is the guy we thought we saw Early on, before the injury, man, he had uh, a really nice explosive game, 111 yards, and really um, looking very, very strong, man. So this this offense, um, with Kirk Cousins leading the show, you know, I mean, if he can put it together, they've got all the pieces, and this was this would be a huge win on the road in, in Lambeau, beating the pack. This is a big one. All right, Dave, up next, got a little Super Bowl rematch from a few years ago. The Seattle Seahawks at the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the Steelers only scored three points last week against the Patriots, but they're three-and-a-half-point favorites in this one. Wow. I'll tell you what, man. I was shocked and stunned. The uh, Belichick-led defense there in New England can put uh, uh, clamps down on a lot of teams, but this Pittsburgh Steelers was ab- absolutely dominated 33-3 last week in New England. Um, and obviously it, it can't get worse, uh, you know, from their perspective at that, you know, moving forward against the Seahawks squad. So they got to find something there. A lot of turmoil over the last years. They said cleaning out those lockers of those guys that are now officially gone was addition by subtraction. I didn't see a lot of addition. Um, I'm no math whiz, but um, they're going to need to put more points on the board, Casey, than three. And they've got a lot of new pieces on defense, too. they got a lot of things to put together. Yeah, dude. And last week, Seattle really struggled against the Bengals, which was kind of 
surprising. I guess I need to see the Bengals a little bit more to find out what kind of team they really have. But mm-hmm. Seattle was down for a lot of that game, got the the win there at the end, which you expect them to do at home. But a Chris Carson, man, this guy, if he can stay healthy, he's emerging as one of the top running backs in the league. Had two touchdowns last week. But it's all about Dangerous Wilson, dude, and yeah. he's been great on the road. Um, won 12 of his last 13 road starts, and he's got wow. – um, he he was he was running for his life a lot against that yeah. Bengals front. Yeah. So the the Steelers ought to look to what they um the game plan for Cincy there still needs to get more production. He's got Tyler Lockett, but there hasn't been someone else there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, with the departure of Baldwin, uh, the premature retirement there with the bunk knee. D, they uh drafted DK Metcalf. He's yeah. going to have to show up in this game, give Russ a little help, but lean on that run and hopefully go in there and get a win in Pittsburgh. All right, up next, it's the New Orleans Saints at our Los Angeles Rams. The Rams at home, favored by three in this one. Hey, and this one, uh, do you remember a game recently between these two squads? No, I don't. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I think the the Saints are trying to forget this one, but I don't know if they can. Yeah, sketchy uh, NFC Championship last year. What people forget (laughs) in that game, though, is a previous drive, Jared Goff got face masked. They didn't call it. The Rams settled for three. They would have had a first and goal, so maybe that last play doesn't happen. But obviously, it was a horrible call. And uh, the Saints, dude, two brutal departures from the postseason. It looked like on Monday night they were going to have a third punishing, heartbreaking (laughs) uh, loss. But Breezer, 38 seconds was plenty of time for him. Um, They're getting it going there. Alvin Kamara, dude, uh, he's got the majority of that backfield now they did bring in latavius murray but it's all about the kamara there and drew Brees, man no let up in this guy's game michael thomas obviously one of the best receivers in the league and they brought in jared cook i've seen yeah how he's destroyed my cowboys get him a little more involved in that pass game and the saints are going to be right there dude yeah no doubt about it i mean uh cook is a sneaky sneaky acquisition there for those guys to really uh turn out to be another huge asset they really haven't had that kind of productivity since a handful of years ago when before they got rid of yinny graham but um on the other side when you look at this rams offense you know todd Gurley with all the knee issues and the question marks surrounding him there but malcolm brown really strong around the the goal line two touchdowns for malcolm brown and todd Gurley ends up having 101 scrimmage yards also in that game so i think they're they're still going to try and limit his work um and try and keep him from taking too big of a beating uh but hopefully still maintain that productivity it's a it's a it's a balancing act with todd Gurley. yeah almost seven yards of carry not bad for uh, not bad he was running you know Supposedly out of the league. All right, Dave, and then we keep it in the AFC West. We got the oh, Kansas yeah. City Chiefs at the Oakland Raiders. Yes. And the Raiders are eight point dogs <laughs> on the uh, on the infield there in Oakland. Wow! I'll tell you what, this Raiders team uh, came out ready to play, um, and obviously with the hard knocks there, you know they they got to shake the hard knocks jinx here. But they also got sort of the the love of the random fan that got to sort of sneak behind the scenes there, uh, and they also got to sort of wipe their hands clean of the Antonio Brown situation. You know the whole time thinking, you know they were backing their guy back. In 
and their guy, and that whole thing just really backfired on them. The great news is that they also acquired Terrell Williams, uh, who was uh, on the Chargers for the last four years, and he had a fantastic football game on Monday night. Uh, Six catches, 105 yards, and a score. Really some big-time plays for him. And Josh Jacobs, the rookie running back, looked like he's the real deal, the kind of guy that they thought they were going to get, sort of that physical, hard running back. This, he's, he's a Gruden grinder, if you will. And Derek Carr uh, came out and played himself a very nice football game. So this Raiders team, very impressive. They made the Broncos look awful, in my opinion, even though the Broncos came up late and made a little bit more of a game of it. Raiders really dominated. Yeah, bad news for the Raiders is Mahomes is averaging over 275 yards at two touchdowns. He gained the last couple times they've um, headed up against each other. And the Chiefs, dude, have scored 25 or more points in 22 straight games. That is a long <laughs> streak right now in the NFL. And the, uh, the Reed and McCoy uh, reunion there worked out pretty good. Shady almost had 100 yards last week. But Damian Williams is the go-to guy there. Yep. He's fast. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. Um, you mentioned earlier Tyreek Hill's not going to be in this game. Sammy Watkins, where were you, dude? Last year you killed my fantasy squad. This year you kill me in week one with almost 200 <laughs> yards and three touchdowns. Hey, why don't you feed my guy Travis Kelsey, a former co-worker and current starting tight end on the Falboys. Let's see this guy uh, get involved there. Um, maybe the Chiefs are right for the taking here, man. The Raiders are riding high. They're feeling pretty good. Chiefs a little bit banged up. Um, this is going to be a fun game to watch. And you know these divisional games, man. You never know what's going to happen. No doubt about it. All right. That is going to do it for this episode of Trend Zone. So many ways to check out the football dudes. Don't forget to subscribe on our YouTube channel. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. You can check us out on iTunes or Stitcher Radio, Spotify. Also, in effect, Casey. Or simply just go to footballdudes.com and you got it all right there we are out of here